Welcome to Beginnings and Breakthroughs. This is where I celebrate and coach people just like you who are on a mission to heal their metabolisms, feel better fast, and live their best lives. We will be walking through what's worked for them and what they've discovered on their journeys, and then I'll coach them on their next best steps. And if you're interested in being a guest, stay tuned and I'll be sharing how you can join me too. All right, I will be right back with our awesome guest. She found me in a charity shop. Yep, you cannot make this stuff up. I am gonna be talking today to Nicoletta, and Nicoletta found me, literally found the Virgin Diet in a charity shop for um, half a dollar. <laughs> and I guess, you know, this is why I love books, because books move around, right? And she said, I started reading it, read the first 10 pages, was so intrigued with intolerance, jumped in. So I'm talking to her today, and I'll tell you, she has lost nearly 30 pounds on this. But more importantly, she had chronic gut issues that disappeared. Her sleep was terrible, now it's great. Um, so she's completely transformed. Now we're gonna just go to the next level. So if you've been on the Virgin Diet, now you're going, how do I, what's, where do I go from here? How can I heal my gut more? Um, what else can I look at? That's what we're gonna be working through today on the show. And so there are tips that you'll be able to incorporate in your everyday life. I will be right back with All right, Nicoletta, let's dive in. And what I'd love to do first is um, talk about where you were when you started the Virgin Diet, kind of what was going on with your energy, with your gut, with your weight, and, and where are you now five months later? What have you learned? Um, that I can lose weight, that I don't have to have a huge popped up, uh, pop puffed up stomach and I can <laughs> Well, you say that I can lose weight. Were you prior to the virgin diet, were you not able to lose weight? No, actually it was really hard. I had joined the gym in September and I've lost about four or five kg by December. And that was very consistent going to the gym and being a lot of hours in the gym. Um, I was trying to, um, eat vegan so in terms still a lot more cleaner than I was aware of junk and I wasn't eating as much but still so yes I was struggling to lose okay. the weight so um so prior to this you'd lost it sounds like about 10 11 pounds with going to the gym and eating a vegan diet which would still create some issues in getting enough protein and probably eating too many carbs but was cleaner than what you were doing before Yes. And when you found the Virgin Diet, which I think is really funny that you found it in a charity shop. <laughs> uh, you, this is why I love books so much, because they have legs, like they move around, right? And um, you were intrigued by the idea of intolerances because your gut was problematic at the time, right? What was going on? It felt like that. Um, so basically, as soon as I would eat something, I would get within, within 10 minutes, I'll get instant stomach pains. Uh, bloatness, uh, sometimes gas, sometimes I would need to use the bathroom and the pain wouldn't always stop. Um, so yeah, it, it was a fear of eating. I used to live in fear of eating. And even if I ate a salad, I had the vinegar dressing, it would still be problematic for me. 
it had okay. an impact on my social life. Oh, sure. Like when you when your gut's not happy, it kind of like everything's no. challenging, right? Okay, so you went on the virgin diet. And again, if you're listening and you haven't done this yet, what I do is I pull out what are the most uh, typical high food intolerance foods. And I discovered those when I was doing food sensitivity testing and teaching doctors how to use this test. And I saw all the tests and I kept going, all right, I'm seeing the same food show up all the time. Gluten's a different type of test, but what you'll learn about gluten, because we're going to talk about gluten and, and what you need to do with this. Uh, gluten is different because it actually can make your gut leakier so you become more sensitive, more intolerant to other foods. So it's got a lot of problems besides in the United States, it's often, well, pretty much always has glyphosate attached to it, uh, which is a really damaging pesticide for the gut. So, so, you, so we pull out gluten, dairy, eggs, corn, soy, peanuts, and then of course sugar and artificial sweeteners, and then we test them back after giving your your gut a chance to cool off and, and and normalize and start to feel really good to see which foods work for you and which foods don't. So you did that, and I understand you lost nearly 30 pounds, and then you went back and tried these foods, and what happened? Um, the symptoms weren't so aggressive as before. Uh, the first day was the typical, a little bit of pain, a little bit of blowness. But what I noticed is that if I carried on eating the next day and the next, it just, the problem got bigger and bigger and bigger until it needed to explode. That explosion was uh, blowness, mood swings, not being able to sleep, rush the bathroom, that kind of um, situation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yes. So you discovered that gluten, dairy, eggs, and soy were definitely problems. Not so sure about corn, maybe, which we'll talk about. And what about peanuts? I haven't tried those, actually. I'm craving for a peanut butter jelly sandwich kind of thing, but I have not gone there. I've stayed, um, <laughs> decided to stay away. And um, <clears throat> what about sugar? Sugar, I still don't have it in the house, basically. I have the recommended stuff you do, and I don't bind to sweeteners either. I'm just not comfortable. I'm, I'm happy without it. Okay, that is awesome. Look what you've done. You've retrained your taste buds. I know. It's so good. And so we were talking offline, and one of the things you said is you really wanted to get your gut, like you wanted to make get it so that you could potentially eat these foods. Um, and here's what I would say about that, and just to think about gluten, especially, and I'm not sure what it's like in the UK. I have a feeling um, you're probably more similar to the US than you are to the rest of Europe, sadly. And I'm just saying that from the last time I was there. Um, and so gluten in the US has been hybridized, genetically engineered to be more gluteny, which we don't need to have be more gluteny. And then it also gets sprayed with, with Roundup, which is glyphosate, which is super damaging to your gut. Gluten itself can trigger the release or will trigger the release of this um, zonulin in your gut that actually makes your gut more permeable, which then can create problems for you having reactions to other foods. Now, you said something super important, which I think is comforting in that you said when you ate something, you noticed it right away, but it wasn't extreme and it didn't get extreme until you started to eat it day after day. And what that tells me is 
when I, I look at retesting things in the virgin diet and there's three different things that'll happen. Number one, you'll notice nothing, in which case that food can get rotated back in your diet. And what I have people do is pull the foods out completely for at least three weeks, maybe more, swap them out for healing foods. And we're gonna talk about what more you can do for gut healing. And then go back one by one and test each food. And you test each food until you start to notice something or four days. If you, if you don't notice anything and you get to day four, then this is a food that you could rotate into your diet. If you notice something right away, but it's super mild, then this is something that could come in occasionally. But if you notice it and it's extreme or you keep eating and it gets worse, then that's something you have to be more careful with. So like probably keep out all the time. However, if you ate it the first day and just noticed super mild, sounds like if you did end up like at a restaurant or something and it snuck in, it's not gonna take you down. You just wouldn't wanna have it on a regular basis. Here's some of the things that can help, however, because I'm gonna say that gluten is just not a great food. Now, if you are in Europe and they have einkorn wheat and they fermented it into a sourdough, that's an entirely different thing than what we have in the US. And I'm talk, not talking if you have celiac or gluten intolerance, if you're just gluten sensitive. But um, that's not where you are, right? And that's not where most of us are. So that means if you like go off to Italy, it's a different story. But for the most part, this is just not gonna be something that's gonna be helpful for you. And if you go back to eating it all the time, it's just gonna make your gut leakier and worse again. So it is a thing that if you are somewhere and it is there and sneaks into your food, it's not gonna be the biggest deal, but you don't wanna to start to add it in on a regular basis. And what I would ask is, what are the things with gluten you're missing? Because what we could do is swap, you know, there's some other swaps you can do for them. Like there's plenty of different swaps for pasta now, there's different swaps for tortillas, so it's gotten a lot easier. And the longer you go without eating them, the less you care about them really. Um, so that's gluten. Now, one of the things I have in the States, and I'm not sure if you can get it in the UK, is I use digestive enzymes that help break apart gluten and dairy and soy and corn and eggs. So that whenever, like I just came back from a trip to Italy, I'm going to Peru in a week, like a couple months ago I was in Dubai, and I always take these enzymes with me because you never know what's going on. And I take them, I basically take them with every meal anyway. Um, but they're gonna help you break down proteins, but specifically can help you break down some of the more uh, hi-fi proteins. So I would look for an, a digestive enzyme that's got something called betaine in it, which can help break down proteins, but also see if you can get some that have some of the um, enzymes that help break up dairy and gluten would be super helpful. So that's the first step. Now, um, have you ever had any issues with anything autoimmune? Any autoimmune diseases? Well, it's funny you mentioned that. I have not, as far as I'm aware, but I have not been fully tested. And my mom just sent me an article with Hashimoto's disease, and I was looking into that, and it, it felt a lot like it. But in UK at the moment, it's a real struggle to go in and ask the doctors for the tests you want, basically. They, they don't just give to you what you want. They have their own boxes to take. Um, so we will get there in the end. Mm -hmm. Well, there we is an alternative. And, and I don't know if this can get pulled off or if you have a friend in the States that can pull this off for you. 
is in the United States, there's several companies. The one I really like is Dr. Alan Hopkins, who did um, yourlabtest.com, and you can direct to consumer order a panel to see if you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And so, because it's just crazy that you would have to jump through hoops to find out something like exactly. this. Exactly. Now, the reason I bring it up is because gluten and dairy and eggs and soy and corn can all be triggers, but especially gluten and dairy and eggs and soy can be triggers for autoimmune disease. And the fact that you're sensitive to them, you know, I always think if we can not eat them, you're not missing out because there's so many other great options besides them out there. Um, if you are sensitive to cow's milk dairy, you may be fine with sheep or goat. So try that or just rotating it in, um, especially if it's been fermented. So into a cheese or a, a yogurt and, um, you know, eggs, you might find that you could do a pastured egg and rotate it like once or twice a week. So just kind of check in with that and see if that's something you can rotate in. But if you do notice anything, I would keep it out and continue to heal your gut until you don't. And because if you notice anything, it's, it's your body launching an immune attack. So it's not good, right? No. Now, corn has a, has a similar gluten, uh, similar type of gluten to wheat gluten. So it's not going to be a great food either. Plus, it's really high, high um, in sugar impact. That's my other book. So I'm not a big fan of corn. And let's face it, you can do a peanut butter, you can switch your peanut butter for almond butter and put that on a, a rice bread instead of doing the peanut butter, right? So that's an easy enough one. And jam is sugar, so I'm not a jam fan. You're never gonna hear me go, great, do the jam. Like, like I think we should have one to two servings of fruit a day and they need to be whole, fresh, or frozen fruit, but not jams, syrups, right, juices, that just turned it into a soda or candy. Now, hearing all this, the next step is, okay, now that we've taken the things that were causing the fire, that were causing that food intolerance, that inf inflammation, what can you do to start to calm that down and really heal your gut? And a couple things that you can do, number one, of course, would be enzymes to help break up any of these allergenic proteins and just facilitate digestion. And I honestly think anyone 35 or older, this should be a part of their diet, especially if they're under any kind of stress, which is pretty much going to be everybody, right? Um, the next thing are looking at starting to incorporate in a little bit of fermented food into your diet. Do you do any of that? I have started. I do have the enzymes. I just got them last week. Um, probiotics, I do those. And I've started with fermented cabbage, which I'm trying to have more of. Ugh, you're a, you're advanced. You're a better woman than I. <laughs> oh gosh, I wish. Um, I no longer I no longer miss pizza. I can I can sit at the table with people eating pizza, and I can easily pass that. And I have replaced pastas. I guess I do miss bread. I do have sourdough um, starter in the fridge, and maybe eventually. I might dive into it. Yeah, and see if you can get some einkorn wheat. Because if you can make it with einkorn wheat, that is the, you know, it's the stuff that hasn't been genetically engineered. So that would make a difference. Oh, wow. And when you ferment it, you you lower that gluten load tremendously. So that can help too. And of course, there's lots of great options now for cheeses in the almond and cashew world. So that helps too. And again, try goat and sheep to see if you like it. But in terms of other things that can heal your gut, 
Um, pre and probiotics are both important. Prebiotics are things like onions, and you can Google this and just go prebiotic foods, uh, chicory, onion. So eating foods that have prebiotic fibers in them are really helpful because it's going to, it's basically the fertilizer. It feeds the bacteria in your gut. So you've got the probiotics or the fermented foods that are providing the bacteria, and then you've got the prebiotics that are the food for it. So you want to have both. You just have to be a little careful with both of them because if you do either of them too quickly, the result is gas. <laughs> okay. Not and, fun. Yeah, another clinical pearl for people, if you're doing if you try adding a little fermented food or you try adding a little bit of a prebiotic and all of a sudden you just go gosh, I'm so gassy, it could be that you have something called small intestinal bacterial overgrowth and you need to um actually get rid of that before you start to do the other because otherwise you're just going to feel bloated all the time. Now, one of the other things that's really important for gut healing, and I call it eliminate fasting cycles, this will be in my next book, is adding in some intermittent fasting and taking out snacks. So if you're eating, you want to make sure that number one, you're not snacking. Like right now, when do you eat? How many times a day and what times? Um, I like to have three meals. One of them would be your one of your protein shakes. I really like that in the morning. How are you getting my protein shakes in the UK? I'm not getting those specific. It's oh, just okay. a, I was like, wow. <laughs> I, I wish, I wish. Uh, but yeah, a protein shake in the morning um, can be one for dinner as well or for dinner if my mornings aren't that busy. Um, and that's usually around seven, eight o'clock in the morning, given that I do wake up around six. Um, lunch is 12, around 12, between 12 and one, not later. I try my best, but the holidays are here and I'll be a bit, a bit, you know, hard. Um, and dinner, I tend to go really hungry by 5 p.m. If I do eat at 5 p.m., I will not feel the need to eat anything until the next day. If I don't eat at 5 p.m. and I eat later, I will. I somehow seem to trigger this constant hang, um, anger. Yeah, no, hunger. Yeah, mm -hmm. the right word. Okay, so you mean if you eat too late, then you're, you eat too much and you are hungrier? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's not do that, that's for sure. Because if you eat at 5, what's really nice about that, if you ate at, you know, five, then you have a nice 12 to 14 overnight, overnight fast. And what happens during that time and what happens when you've got four to four to six hours between meals like you do without snacking, no calories, is you give your body time to do something um, to, to create, allow for something called your migrating motor complex to come out and clean out your small intestine of all the stuff that shouldn't be there. If you're eating all the time, it doesn't get to do that. So that is why it's very important to have that time period, those breaks to help heal your gut. Now, some of the things you can do in between that are really good for your gut microbiome, one of them is uh, green tea it can be amazing for your gut microbiome. So if you like green tea, if you don't learn to like green tea, because it's really that good. So that's one I would emphasize. And the other thing that could help you, because I was like, all right, you're in you're in the UK, so I don't have as much access to things I would have you do. Um, but things that can be helpful for gut healing, number one is L-glutamine powder. And oh. so, 
L-glutamine powder. Yes, so I would look at doing three grams of that a day and you can throw it into the protein shake. I do have it. Cool. And then chia or freshly ground flax, both are mucilaginous. They can be good for gut healing. So, but, but if looking at it, like really adding in that glutamine can make a big difference. So definitely add that in every day. Make sure you're taking the enzymes, give yourself the break in between meals, drink some green tea, um, and then add in some of those mucilaginous seeds, the chia seeds or grind up uh, flax seeds because they're going to help too and you can throw them into your shake. So those all can be super helpful. Now I know you've been having a heat wave there. However, when it cools down a little bit, the other thing that would be really helpful, in the States I have people use my bone broth protein shake, but you can't get there, but drinking some bone broth every day, a cup of bone broth every day, um, would be super helpful. Now, if you find that when you do bone broth, you have a reaction, then, then you need to dig into, all right, I've got issues with histamine. So it's a test too. But in general, this is a really good way to heal your gut is to use some bone broth protein or grab a collagen product. So I've got a whole like a collagen peptides product. That's really gut healing too. That's another thing to add into the smoothie. Okay, yes. Okay. Those are all super important. And then of course the other one, which we talked a little bit about, is really making sure that you're doing what you can to manage stress. So whether that's um, high intensity interval training or a meditation, any of those things, because um, chronic stress makes your gut leakier, can set you up, has lowers your stomach acid, so it can set you up for having more gut dysbiosis, weird things in your small intestine that shouldn't be there. Um, so that is also a really important thing. I know you're sleeping better now and just make sure that you're also doing, doing things on a daily basis to just kind of nurture yourself and lower your stress hormones. Yes. Um, I am trying with meditation and yoga with yoga. I'm doing a lot better than meditation, meditation. I'm still, I find it really hard to sit down and, and settle I get it. I was, I had, I've tried so much stuff with meditation. I finally was like, you know what? I think I'm just not a meditator. And then, um, April of the pandemic, April, 2021, I had friends introduce me to Dr. Joe Dispenza and I went to one of his events and his events are seven days. It's about 40 hours of meditation. So like, I didn't know it at the time. I mean, cause now I look at it, I go, who, what was I doing? Thinking I was like going to cruise. I thought he was going to lecture on meditation and like we'd meditate for an hour every day. Oh no, nope. You know, it's, it's literally their 12 to 15 hour days and about, you know, at least half of it's meditation. So I went to four of those between April of 2021 and January of 2022. It took me six months to really get to a point where I could do this. And what I'd highly recommend is he's got a program called The Formula online that you can buy. And then he's got some great meditations. And it's the first time, if you're like a resistant meditator, this yes. is a great way to get yourself meditating because he, first of all, explains all of it. And then he guides you through it. So you just have to go with him. Instead of like, I would sit down to do that 20 minutes and I'd be like thinking about all the stuff I need to get done. And this one, you just, he guides you through and you just go with him. So I would highly recommend that, drjoedispenza.com, super helpful. 
um, especially for the type A uh, meditative resistant people. <laughs> yes, it, it's, it's amazing how we function as human beings and what works and what doesn't. And, well, it's, uh, it can be dramatic, the change, when you start to really be able to manage your nervous system because it has such a huge impact on your gut. And so it's, it's a key piece here because, you know, we could be doing all the rest of it right, but if you've got the stress stuff going on, it will impact your gut. So got it, put that piece in too. So pretty simple stuff as to what to do with some diet shifts, some supplements, and then the meditation. You've done most of, you know, like really done a lot of the hard work already. You've had tremendous results. So this is just now that it's just the icing on the cake. I guess that's not so good to say, but maybe the... You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I do. I'm really, really impressed and shocked and, you know, amazed and so in love with it. Yay. I love it. I love that you're shocked, amazed and in love with it. And so just remember to keep that going. And most of these foods that you've pulled out, like, you know, you may be able to rotate them in here or there, but for the most part, they're not going to do you much good. Like they're not, they're just not going to be great choices for you. Could be at some point pastured eggs work well, but you know, again, I would really look at seeing right now if you do have anything going on with uh, an autoimmune disease too, because these can be total triggers for that. And so if you're wondering about that, that's one to check out too. I'm really curious. I, yes, I can't wait to get some results and see whether I do have it or not, because it, it's, it hits home when, when I was reading stuff, it just, it felt like, yes, yes, that's me. That's, that's how I feel. It's so. super common, super mm -hmm. duper common. It's, uh, I, I had it too, and I knew exactly when it happened. I could feel all of the shifts. And, you know, I've had enough clients have it. And then it was part of why I really doubled down with virgin diet, because it, it can reverse all of this stuff and turn it around. Um, because gluten, gluten, soy, eggs, these can be, dairy can be huge triggers for that. So you can really help yourself with making the dietary shifts. Um, and shout out to a couple people like Dr. Isabella Wentz has a great Hashimoto's protocol and Dr. Terry Walls with um, all of her work with MS showing how much diet impacts autoimmune. I mean, such a huge trigger. So you can make big shifts with all of that. So there you go. That's it. You have your marching orders. Are you good? Are you ready? <laughs> yes. Yes. Can't, awesome. can't wait. Cool. Then report back in because I want to know how it's all going. Okay. You know, I will. Uh, before you go, I did want to ask you about sea moss. How do you feel about that? Sea moss. Yes. Like sea moss, like a sea vegetable? Um, it's this uh, dried up vegetables and you mix it with water. It becomes this uh, like gelatin type of thing and you take a couple of teaspoons and so on. But it's Have not like, it? is it a, is it? Is it a, um, is it more of a gelatin-y thing or is it more like, because some of the sea vegetables are super high in iodine. So depending on what's going on with you, it could be helpful or hurtful. So since we don't know, I don't know. <laughs> That's all right. I'll um, research more. Yeah, I would, I would first find out what's going on with your thyroid. That would be step one. Yes. Cool. Interesting. Thank you so much. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Bye.
Alrighty, so I hope you could grab some pearls from that interview that you can use in your own life. Again, some simple things like making sure that you're getting in that overnight fast of, of at least 12 hours and uh, 12 to 16, right? So that you have that time for your migrating motor complex to come do its work. Same with having that break between meals, total break, no food four to six hours between meals and incorporating in some green tea, iced or hot, because it does so much for both your mood, your stress and your gut microbiome. So those are some simple ones you can add into your plan. And if you would like to jump on and work with me, I'd love to do that. So be sure to reach out to our team. And also, if you have not yet subscribed, hello, don't want you to miss anything. So go to subscribe to JJ.com.